0: Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And
1: sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find it right
0: now via the iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue. (laughs) This because we're big fans here of the Brett Bear show on Fox. Him and his family were in a pretty bad car wreck. Oh, man. They're on vacation. In, oh, no. In Montana. But uh, they have survived. Um, does it say how they. Dang, agree? they have some young kids. And uh, is everybody. He says uh, first responders got them to, to the hospital quickly from which he said they left banged up but alive. Okay. All right. How bad that is I don't know, but it was oh, his wife God. and their two sons and it says a major car crash. Wow. wow on the icy wow. roads. Wow. Actually flipped the vehicle. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That'd gosh. be
0: scary, man, with your whole family. Oh, my God.
1: I tell you what, my wife is a good and cautious driver, but we both grew up, you know, in the Midwest driving on roads that were occasionally icy. And, man, sometimes you just cannot see it. Oh, no. And no. all of a sudden you're going sideways and thinking, yep. what just happened? Yep. Yeah, so.
0: Um, this uh, headline from Beckett Adams in The Examiner caught my eye today. We're well past the point of urging the press to do better. Something is seriously wrong that after a couple of giant stories in the last four days that everybody went crazy with and turned out to be completely wrong.
1: And a related headline from Beckett, the irony of the media going all in on a selectively edited video from the March for Life. T. Beckett, Adams Commentary Writer for the Washington Examiner, joins us now. Beckett, how are you, sir?
2: I'm great. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Oh, it's always our pleasure. I have about as much hope for the mainstream media as I do for conservatism in Berkeley, California, but... (laughs) <laughs> um, I'd be interested to hear your perspective from the belly of the beast. Why so? Uh, why so glum?
2: Well, here's the thing: is the the free press in the United States has always been a political animal. It's it's members for decades and decades have always pulled for one political party or another. Sometimes more outright, sometimes uh, more subtly. But where we are now is beyond sort of the newspaper endorsing a candidate or. Uh, a newspaper condemning one party this is descended uh, our, our national newsrooms have descended into sort of hyper partisan culture war battles where you know up is down white is black and truth doesn't matter what matters is getting the victory so we had these two big stories we had the BuzzFeed report which claimed that Trump directed Cohen to lie to Congress Obviously, a crime, and then we had the story about these teens out of Kentucky who supposedly berated, abused, and harassed an elderly Native American protester. There was not a moment's hesitation among our largest, most powerful newsrooms and some of the biggest reporters and most famous pundits, who both uh, both of these newsrooms and the pundits just grabbed these stories. I mean, they sunk their teeth into it and they ran with it. There wasn't. There was not so much. As uh, this moment where people say, like, "Well, these are some interesting allegations. Is there any sort of corroboration?" The problem is these stories so perfectly fit into preconceived notions and worldviews about uh, opposing sites in the culture war that they ran with these stories. And later, it turns out, uh, Special Counsel Mueller's team came out and disputed the buzz right, the story. Right, right. We,
0: we've we've covered all that, and we I think we're right. everybody's up to date on the stories that came out and how they turned out. But the, the the greater overarching picture of you know something needs to be done what is wrong I'm just wondering there has to be a um, there has to be some sort of push what would be the mechanism that would push back for for all sides right now if your audience loves these stories so much. I'm not sure they care if you get it wrong. Ah, dang it! I was hoping that would true tur- was true. Turned out it wasn't. Tell me the next right. exciting story. What you know? What's the downside to doing that?
2: Right. That's that's exactly the thing. It's the sort of self righteousness we get from so many in the press when they screw up a the well. At least we try to hold ourselves accountable. It's important to recognize. That the Covington story was less than twenty four hours after the Buzzfeed scoop. There, there was not even they didn't even take a break. Before, <laughs> you know, the next thing. And the other thing, the other main thing that I think is being lost on people is that these weren't big, uh, complicated mistakes. They were obvious red flags in both stories from the get go. That which is why I actually this is funny. Myself and my colleague stayed away from both the Buzzfeed story and the Covington story until we had more information. Because the way that they were both initially reported and the claims were being made, there wasn't enough. Proof for that, and here we are. It turns out later, like, oh, I'm glad I held off on this. What I don't understand are these institutions with their bodies and bodies of fact checkers. There was not even a, a moment to wait.
0: Yeah, but, like here's, just but here's But here's the problem. I get uh, what's going to be the correcting mechanism? As I said, the the I, there is I, none. Give J- up? Well, exactly. J- Joe, and in, yeah, right. Joe and
2: I are in. Joe and I are in.
0: Joe and I are in your camp where we try to like. If that sounds fishy, let's wait and see or do some research. I'm not. I I think there's more money more viewers, more clicks, more eyeballs, more ears, and just going with whatever serves your side. That seems... And, you know, Jill Abramsman, uh, she's got a new book out. She was the editor of the New York Times. She's come out and said the New York Times is doing better than ever um, with subscribers and everything like that while they have lost their way. They now have opinion in
2: their news stories.
0: So what's the correcting mechanism? They're making more money this way than they were the old way. So
2: I'm I'm two minds on this. One is that at some point... I think there will be a sort of countermeasure there's always a counteraction to super sort of cultural movements right now I think we're in the middle of a cultural movement where newspapers have decided that they are in the business of resisting and not in the business of reporting at some point I like to think that the pendulum is going to swing back because I hope my my hope is that the like uh, overeating the press will, uh, the public will eventually feel like it has gorged itself on nonsense and wants to return to just a plain, simple, tidy diet of just fact-reporting. I'm not sure like, overeating
0: is the, the best uh, example you to ever use. You've been to a Walmart recently. Is,
2: but that's really what this is. It's gorging yeah. on, like, partisan operative behavior. Yes, but you the said the pendulum's going to swing is,
0: back it, like it was eating, and it hasn't. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> just keep getting right. fatter. Well, <laughs> the other mind that I am is that I kind of <laughs> feel like maybe it's time to go full Colonel Kurtz on this and just... Burn all the old institutions to the ground and rely on on the ground independent reporters because I feel like the old institutions are so broken down, these old dinosaur networks are are so entrenched that I don't know if you can come back from this.
1: No, I I think you're right about that. Uh, Beckett Adams is a commentary writer for the Washington Examiner. You know, I I think the pendulum, if it's going to swing back to calm, reasonable, uh, cheery reporting, will do so when there's a progressive president. And I think they'll they'll rediscover their uh, you know their their even handed tone and the rest of it. I just I, but it'll be desperate just, times call for desperate measures and media is desperate right now, so you're seeing them do desperate things.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the issue too is that a lot of the reporting that's going on is the directly proportionate to the tone from the White House. That seems natural to me, but this is also part of the reason why I avoid uh, the calls to join these sort of uh, uh, unions of civility, and let's have a band of civility where left and right reach across the aisle and we'll stand together. Because I am pretty certain that that will last for exactly four or eight years before people go back to being in a coma and not caring about what the executive is doing.
0: I'm in a band called Unions of Civility. We play all uh, Captain and Tennille covers. That's (laughs) That's all we do. It's it's very mellow. Better
1: than it sounds. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I just, so are you hopeful or hopeless? I'm hopeless. I'm completely hopeless that this is going to get better anytime soon.
2: Uh, I'm hopeless. Uh, I thought it would actually take a bit longer for the press to go from scrounging through a Supreme Court nominee's yearbook for uh, proof of wrongdoing to scrounging through random teenagers from Kentucky's yearbook for proof of wrongdoing. Wow! It happened in wow. about two or three months, but here well, we are.
1: Well said. Yeah, indeed. So uh, Beckett, uh, a different topic. It strikes us in taking in the the media over the last, well, uh, say from Friday to today, a real change in tone, even among the left-leaning media, about the whole shutdown controversy. And we're hearing a lot more, boy, both sides look terrible uh, commentary, even from the CNNs and MSNBCs signaling perhaps a, uh, a coming to the table in the offing.
2: I think it might be some of that. I think Trump's address on Saturday kind of moved the needle, not necessarily in his favor, but away from Democrats' favor. And he offered temporary protections for DREAMers in return for funding. And I think it's not being lost on people that the holdup here is that he's asking for funding. They are refusing to come to the table so far as to, to, you know, turn down the invitation to come to the White House for lunch to discuss it. Uh, which is funny, because later they backtrack. Democratic leaders backtrack saying, well, we, he didn't specify what he wanted to talk about. Well, what else do you think he wanted to talk about? <laughs> so I think a lot of this, it, it is interesting. <laughs> I think the, the cards are still in the Democrats' favor, because the longer this goes on, it does hurt Trump, who did claim responsibility for it before it even happened, if you recall, in that that Oval Office meeting. So it it, it is to their benefit to stretch this out, but I do believe that some of it's shifting away because it just keeps going on, and it's clear that both sides aren't budging. And that will only benefit one side for so long before people just say, both of you, no, if you don't stop this fighting right now, I'm going to turn this car around.
1: <laughs> you know, I love you, Beckett, and I love your writing, but the whole uh, Trump said in advance he'd take responsibility thing, I think, is overrated. That's that's a uh, in-the-know uh, chattering classes, and I'm including myself in this description, a piece of information as it becomes more and more about blue-collar people, TSA inspectors for instance, who, who can't pay their child care costs, and they can't pay for the gas to commute to work i mean a lot of the calling quote unquote calling in sick is not just a protest it's that i got i can't pay for childcare for my kid um as <laughs> that narrative grows and grows and grows and donald j for all his faults is saying i have an offer on the table i'm willing to compromise can you come and we'll talk and compromise and nancy and chuck stick to no we won't discuss it at all until you reopen the government i don't think i don't think middle america is worried about what trump said a couple of months ago but.
2: Right, as long as the squeeze is on, like I was saying, like the, the White House, you're absolutely right. The the White House meeting is it is in the weeds, but that is something that they constantly bring up in fundraising oh, yeah. emails to supporters, so oh, on sure. and so forth. Sure, but you are right. As long as this is it continues and people start to actually feel the squeeze, I don't think any amount of well, he said it was his, and oh well, it's their problem. It's going to matter at the end. It's just noise, and it's, I don't care who's at fault. Again, it kind of feels like a parent with noisy kids. I don't care who's at fault. Just stop screaming. Right, <laughs> hey,
0: hey, I, you know, I said that the other day on something. I said. If you get in a fight over this, I don't care who started it. We're not going to get to do blank. Right. doesn't make any difference. Just right. It, it, it can't happen. Um, uh, duh. Oh, I had one more on the other topic because I can't let it go. Here's what is confusing to me. If I'm at the New York Times or the Washington Post and I hate Trump, how do you not recognize that when you get these big stories wrong, you have handed Trump such a tool, such a hammer, and given him so much help? How do you not stand in your newsroom and say, people... We can't get any more stories wrong at all, or we're going to get Trump reelected.
2: The i have been saying that for the last three years. I don't know. This is the thing that makes that I find so funny is that you have—we have this over and over and over and over again. Newsroom comes up with a big thinly sourced story. Everyone rushes to it. It falls apart, and then Trump goes, "See?" And then they go, "Well, how dare you point that out, sir?" We try. I'm like, "Well." Look, that worked maybe the first or, or, you know, first, second or third time this happened. We're we're on like the 18th iteration of this story, and it keeps happening. And the thing is, that probably all these, these stories that are thinly sourced and fall apart, they all go in one direction, and they are all yeah. stories that point to wrongdoing by Trump. At some point, if this were... This is where the conspiratorial side of me gets engaged. At some point, if these were just honest mistakes, the law of averages stated would state that at least one would go in Trump's favor. Good <laughs> none of them do. And then he, all he has to do is come out and go, see. And you're like, well, you make a compelling argument. I don't know what to say to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Beckett Adams, he's a seeker after truth. Imagine that. Commentary writer for the Washington Examiner, Beckett. It's always fun. Thanks a bunch. Thanks so much. Good to talk to you. You're right. If it's just mistakes, you would think there'd be the occasional goal in the other direction. No, it's it's not. It's enthusiasm run wild, and the enthusiasm is entirely to take Trump down. But if you hate Trump, as Jack points out, you're helping him.
0: <laughs> the captain from Captain and Sunil died, what, about a week ago? Yeah. God rest his soul. Oh, and we appreciate his service to our country. <laughs> you're listening to the
2: Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the The conscience
1: of the nation. <laughs> Strong and Getty
0: Show. Is this one of those years where we wait one week for the Super Bowl or two weeks for the Super Bowl? Two. I'd prefer one, but then again, I don't care. So
1: there's always that. Sorry, you're so conflicted.
0: I don't want to talk about this anymore, but every time it comes up, we get a bunch of texts about it. We worked yesterday, maybe you had the day off. All right. This is from MSNBC's political analyst, one of their political analysts, they have many Matthew Miller because we got we got this comment, we get these all the time whenever we start talking about the Buzzfeed thing. Mueller's statement about Buzzfeed's article didn't say what part of it is inaccurate. Oh, for
1: goodness sake. This is from you're M- trying really hard. Right.
0: This is from MSNBC. You can spend hours parsing the car statement but given how unusual it is for any DOJ office to issue this sort of an on-the-record denial, let alone this office, I suspect it means the story's core contention that they have evidence Trump told Cohen to lie is fundamentally wrong. Yeah, they suspect.
1: Of course. Suspect that. is the key <laughs> word. Of course <laughs> that's the key Yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady's on steroids, and that helped him win the uh, the AFC Championship game. League comes out. No, we didn't say that. Well, what part of the story? No, you did. Geez, you're just so desperate. Please, you're being silly. And again, you're tr- you're handing Trump a club. See, that's that's the part we're dealing with a lot of smart people here, but they're so fevered, I think, by their desire to take the guy down. They don't see them what they're doing over and over again, and and like you know, all right, here's you know why some people like some people hate the A and G show. This tends to not help my particular point of view, but I'm always talking about how um, fake allegations of racism cloud r- reports of real racism, and it's a terrible, terrible mistake to do that. Well, listen, I have a lot of problems with with Donald J. You know, some policy wise, some You know, the way he lives his life, although I don't care that much about politicians and the way they live their lives. I don't worship politicians, and I generally don't hate them. But um, uh, you're, you're helping him so much. You are his critic, and you keep saying stupid stuff. But anyway, there's a new book out about the White House. You know, I'm a big First Amendment guy, but I think once we hit like 10, that's enough books about any particular White House, don't you? That was like seven books ago.
0: You mean the the structure or the current occupants?
1: Oh, the current occupants. I mean, like tell-alls from an administration. Oh, okay. Uh, I'd say you, you got like 10, well, during, no, five during the administration, then 10 in the decade afterward, and thenceforth once every other year. (laughs) <laughs> I've got yeah, very. That's your Details. It's going to be as long as Obamacare. Who's this person? Vince Is
0: this a, is this a serious person or is this an Amorosa type character? <laughs> uh, I read books, Sean. That's why I know fancy words.
1: <laughs> no, it's uh, actually that's one of my questions. I don't know who this dude is.
0: Well, I read the New York Times, Washington Post, and Wall Street Journal book reviews every weekend. Yes, and they haven't mentioned this. So,
1: ah, uh, this is uh, this is a big article in the Wapo today. Cliff Sims, his 384-page tell-all team of Vipers. Which goes on sale soon?
0: Yes. Uh, so I, I'm doing a little homework to see who this gent is. Very uh, briefly, please. Former campaign aide and special assistant to Donald Trump. Oh, a special assistant, not a common assistant. And as much as I followed the campaign and have followed the Trump White House, the name doesn't ring a
1: bell. So, oh man, he's got some hot gossip. He's got some tidbits. Whatever, whatever. He has got the president yelling at poor Paul Ryan, saying, "You're out there dying like a dog, Paul, like a dog." And what did I do? I saved your ass. That's how it opens. Awesome. Lots of people yelling at other people. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshal? Waiting on
3: Pelosi as the shutdown continues. Trump citing the brutal Nevada serial murders as a reason for the wall. And who's going to win the Super Bowl? The odds are in. Coming up.
0: Okay. Always bet on the 41-year-old. That's what I say. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. serious about dieting this new year, make this your year New Year's resolution. Try to do the Tom Brady diet, <laughs> which helps a 41-year-old play in his uh, ninth Super Bowl. I'll hit you with some of the Tom Brady diet coming up. It's really quite amazing. Did you see that uh, video he put out? Oh, he, he the, the, did the, like a
1: documentary on
0: himself, didn't he? No, no uh, after the football game. Oh. Snarky no. Instagram post. Mm-mm. He's going with that whole nobody thought we could win narrative that... Our backs were good. Nobody seems,
1: they counted us out. Seems yeah. to motivate motivate people, but... They were the preseason favorite team. They are never ranked lower than fifth oh, really? in the league in the no, entire year.
0: Um, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips.
3: Well, a partial shutdown of the federal government moving into its second month now, and there is still no end in sight. President Trump offered a deal Saturday rejected by Democrats in which he offered temporary protection for Dreamers in return for around $6 billion for a border barricade. Now, the Democrats, led by Nancy Pelosi, say they are unwilling to negotiate any border security funding until Trump reopens the government. Pelosi's saying, among other things, that these kind of walls are immoral. Leading oh, please. Leading Carolina GOP Representative Mark Walker to wonder...
1: Speaker Pelosi has continued to use the terminology immoral. I'm kind of getting weary of those who are saying that Speaker Pelosi is only trying to appease the very hard radical left. She is the radical left. Republicans have continued to try to move to find some kind of middle ground, but she's refused to allow us to move forward.
0: Yeah, Chuck Schumer went big on that yesterday yeah. at a uh, MLK rally about the immoral racist wall. Right. Um, there needs to be some polling on that. I don't think most of the nation thinks walls are immoral. I'm surprised they're going with that talking point.
1: That's why the talking point is always the 30-foot-wide coast-to-coast wall, which nobody's been talking about for 30 feet high, rather. Um, 30 feet wide wouldn't be... You'd just walk around. Um, But (laughs) they have to go with that talking point because that exaggerates it and seems crazy. What's actually been talked about is like repairing fence and extending it and barriers of various sorts. That's not nearly as dramatic. You just can't make the case that lengthening offense is immoral offense that you voted for so they've got to exaggerate it meanwhile president Trump is now weighing in
3: on a brutal case out of Reno Nevada tweeting four people in Nevada viciously robbed and killed by an illegal immigrant who should not have been in our country he goes on to tweet 26 people killed on the border in a drug and gang related fight two large caravans from Honduras broke into Mexico and are headed our way We need a powerful wall. End of tweet. Nevada authorities say the murder charges are pending against a man suspected of being in the U.S. illegally. 20-year-old Wilbur Martinez Guzman arrested Saturday in Carson City, being held on possession of stolen property, burglary, and immigration charges, as well as other charges.
1: Well, yeah, it was immigration charges that allowed them to hold him in the first place because they became aware of him from a tip. Right. And because Nevada is not a sanctuary state, the local authorities could say to immigration, hey, we think this guy is a brutal criminal. We need you to pick him up while we're getting the evidence together. And indeed, the evidence showed that he was an unspeakable taker of of lives of innocent people. Right. Uh, But uh, I wonder how that would have played in California if that guy would still be out on the street killing uh, or certainly willing and able to kill.
3: One other, one other note this morning. The U.S. Supreme Court says it's not going to take any action on DACA during the current uh, term. That's the Obama-era program that protects the Dreamers. The Supreme Court said no action right now. The legislature could pass something today.
0: They got the votes, the Democrats, mm-hmm. and then let the Senate take a look at it and accept or reject it. Why don't we do
1: that anymore? How come that just doesn't happen anymore? To solve problems. It's solve posturing for politics. The old, uh, the the congressional arts have been hung up in the back of the closet. They're not used anymore.
3: One of the most legendary love stories of all time, that of Mark Antony and Cleopatra may have an incredible postscript. Archaeologists in Egypt say they may have identified an area near Alexandria that they believe may hold the pair, the tomb of Antony and Cleopatra. Oh. I didn't know they didn't know where they were buried. No. No, they don't. Archaeologists saying, We do believe they are buried in the same tomb. We are so close to discover the accurate location of the tomb. We are on the right way. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Cleopatra, she was the last active ruler of Egypt's Ptolemaic kingdom. Of course. And according to legend, she and Mark Antony committed suicide by allowing an asp to bite them. Mm, She was nice uh, asp. She was Mm. thirty-nine. It was rumored, or it's been rumored she was actually murdered, but finding her body would answer that mystery. Ah. Fantastic. <laughs> well, a finally. Of, a lot of Egyptologists. Then, we, then we'll
1: apprehend the evildoers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey. All right, you ready for the odds makers of the Super Bowl? Yes. yes. All right, Bring here it. we go. The learned Oddsmakers have gathered together and have found the New England Patriots will be winning the Super Bowl. Several sports books have made the Patriots three-point favorites over the Los Angeles Rams. Three-point nice. favorites. Interesting. I
1: heard one earlier, so the line is a-movin'.
3: Hmm. A-movin' which way?
1: Well, upward, obviously, <laughs> in favor <laughs> one of the one-to-three. One yeah. Yeah. So okay. That's a directional movement. I
0: missed
3: the one. I missed the one. Super Bowl 53 will be Sunday, February 3rd at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. and that's your news, I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show,
1: the conscience of the nation. The super giant uh, Atlanta airport plagued right now by no-shows among the TSA. Oh, They're right. thinking that could be a real pain for the Super Bowl. Indeed. What do you
0: think of that not showing up thing?
1: You know, I, I thought it was mostly a protest, but I heard some some uh, TSA people talking, actually Atlanta TSA people and uh, a couple of gals in particular were saying, "I can't pay for childcare anymore, and they right. won't take care of my kids, so I can't go to work, right? Because I got no money." And somebody else was saying, "I, you know, I, uh, I got like a twenty-five mile commute, and I can't afford to buy any more gas because well, I got no money coming." Clearly,
0: the cheapest thing to do um, would be to stay home, call in sick. Yeah, I mean, since you're not getting any money out of going, mm-hmm. watching your kid on your own, and not using gas would be a lot cheaper.
1: Right. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, it's. It's tough. We're all human beings, right? Maybe it's seventy-five uh, percent the expense and twenty-five percent a middle finger, saying you're not going to pay me. I'm not going to work. Now, since you maybe do, it's 50-50. I don't know. Since you do get your pay eventually,
0: whenever mm-hmm. this is over, do you get uh, do you get knocked for taking a day off? I mean, is that a vacation day or a sick day or whatever? I don't know. Does it's that hard count? to
1: prove somebody wasn't sick. I guess there are various states now stepping forward with interest-free loans for right. federal employees. Right. A lot of banks will front you the money if you can show you're gainfully employed by the federal government. Um, but i guess some people aren't aware of those or can't get to those programs or whatever but there you yeah. go this is so stupid it's so stupid you take 10 americans randomly selected give them 45 minutes they could come up with an agreement i guarantee you yeah. in fact you could you could do it as like an academic exercise and bring group after group after yeah. group of 10 randomly selected Americans. And every single one of those groups in this little exercise would come to one agreement or another, both of which would be somewhat stinky to the uh, extremists on each side, but more or less acceptable to most of the country. Mm. I promise you that.
0: Well, that's what the Washington Post said, their editorial board, over the weekend. That They're come
1: plagiarizing up, from me again.
0: You'll come up with something that it, not everybody's going to like, but that's what compromise is. That's the Washington Post lecturing Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer without naming them, trying to explain to them what compromise means. Right. In case they'd forgotten. What's Tom Brady's diet? We'll touch on that coming up. I, I might be my new diet. I think I'm going to jump on this. See how long I can do it. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The
1: conscience of the nation.
0: This is my favorite Journey song. If it's a ever. strong candidate. If you asked, you probably didn't. Um, Steve
1: Perry's birthday today is 70. Happy S- birthday, Steve. The big seven zero. He's really a thoroughly decent human being. Yeah, it seems uh, like just, it. Yeah, I read a super long interview with him. and I'd like to meet him someday just because he seems like a nice guy.
0: But I was just doing a little quick math on the whole Steve Perry thing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> he, uh, they were really at their height. They were as big an act as any in the world at one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was not a young man. He was mid-30s when, the, when he was wearing those spandex pants showing his grundle.
1: Oh, boy. That's not precisely... well. I You're don't, 22 doing that? That's
0: one thing. You're 35? I'm not sure. Well, that's let's a good see. look. I'm trying to
1: sing 1976. I'm not good at math. <laughs> <laughs> in the mid-80s, he was mid-80s. What year was he 80s? born? Somebody do it for 70 years ago. You'd think I could so carry it over there. 50? <laughs> 48. 48? 58. 48.
0: 40? He was born in 1948. He's older than you would have thought. That's what I'm, that's my point. Yeah, uh, he's 70. Just you know, he was too old to wear spandex pants. Is my point. And wristbands. <laughs> well,
1: so he was he was 30 <laughs> in 1978.
0: Well, yeah, That's but, not that old. But no, but he was still wearing the spandex pants. I know. I saw him well, okay. in the late 80s when he was well
1: into his 30s. You're too old to wear junk defining <laughs> clothes when you're 36. You have very high standards. You'd have made a good Puritan. You <laughs> put on buckle shoes and twenty three.
0: You're Bon Jovi. You're twenty three. You get a pass. All right, you're you're up pushing forty. Old enough to know better, isn't it? The uniform of the job, though, wear some loose fitting trousers. You're it kind of is you're, positive, you're, Sean. You, yeah, you know, rock I, god. You gotta, you, you, you know, you gotta flaunt it. You're almost forty, sir.
1: <laughs> you don't have to flaunt it. <laughs>
0: um major supreme court ruling just what uh, came across a couple hours ago somehow we missed really? it really yeah the supreme court is allowing the trump administration to go ahead with its ban on transgender men and women in the military so the military's got to figure out how to make this happen wow
1: yeah wow the court um man so many of these issues i just think can we talk about the deficit the the Supreme Court reversed
0: lower court orders preventing the Pentagon from implementing the transgender plans. So, mm. Yeah, that's uh, that'll get some attention. All right, then. Oh, I'd like to hear the reasoning on that, the arguing, and it was a broke down on party lines, I guess.
1: I will read the decision, misinterpret it, then offer strong opinions. Perfectly.
0: In yeah. skin-tight pants.
1: Oh, Even needless to say. Even at your age. Well, that's the way I swing. What does Tom Brady eat? God, they weren't skin-tight when I bought them. <laughs> if you hear me. <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> Um
0: Tom Brady, forty one years old, gonna be starting the Super Bowl, really takes care of his body as has been well reported. And in the morning Fanatically so. Yeah, in the morning he starts in the morning with twenty ounces of water with electrolyte. It's got electrolytes. And a fruit <laughs> smoothie. Lunch
1: is typically fish and vegetables. Wait a I, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, a fruit smoothie, that's his breakfast. That could be that could have enough calories sure. and stuff. Then lunch There's is some got fish various the- wheat germ
0: and I, I don't know what electrolytes are. But when I've had uh, too much of my cups from the previous yes. night, oh, yeah. they oh
1: the water with electrolytes, oh, yeah, yes. that's, that's a good thing. That's, that's smart, actually.
0: His list of things he doesn't eat is rather long. So it leaves me wondering, what does he eat? He avoids alcohol as well as gluten-containing bread and pasta. Well, we're through here. No breakfast, <laughs> no breakfast cereal, corn, dairy, foods that contain GMOs, foods with high fructose, corn syrup, corn syrup, or trans fats, no sugar, artificial sweeteners, or soy or soy, okay. fruit juice, grain-based foods, jams and jellies, most cooking oils, frozen dinners, salty snacks, sugary snacks, sweetened drinks, white potatoes, and prepackaged condiments like ketchup and soy sauce. None of those. Chews on eucalyptus bark. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, no, what's so loud? <laughs> yeah. like no
0: white sugar,
1: no white flour, no MSG. Whole grains are left, right? Or did that enormous list contain whole grains? Does whole grain contain gluten? Yes. Then no,
0: he doesn't eat Often. that. Often.
1: His some of it. His chef will use raw
0: olive oil, but never cook with the olive he oil. Better not. Just wave it at the. Food, Wait a I guess. minute.
1: Cooking with olive. Oil. Only right.
0: cooks with coconut oil. Wait a minute. I use Himalayan pink salt as the sodium. Oh, Stop. hey, that's what I gave him <laughs> my uh, my white <laughs> elephant
1: <laughs> present gift was a Himalayan salt, uh, salt starter set. Oh, really? I, I'm afraid. Never we're into a bull's poo here. You've got a special kind of salt that's better than another salt. You ever take high school chemistry? Salt I'm, is salt.
0: I never <laughs> use iodized salt. All right, fine. No, no coffee, no caffeine, no fungus, no dairy.
1: Only I am so rooting for the rams.
0: Even li- <laughs> <laughs> even certain vegetables and fruits are off limits. Brady does not eat nightshade vegetables. such Certainly as not. Such as peppers, tomatoes, and
1: eggplants. You can't trust them. Never trust an eggplant. They sit there in the shade at night.
0: Nightshade plants. <laughs> How could a tomato or a pepper possibly be bad for you peppers are good for you not if you're tom brady he's in better
1: shape than you are arguably <laughs> <laughs> All right i'd like to know how much of this his wife put him up to well in his defense she is hot um so a large portion of this seems to be a focus on on reducing
0: inflammation and the nightshade vegetables all seem to uh, have oh, yeah. things
1: that increase inflammation. Gotcha. Tell you There's... what, if I'm, I'm a pro football player at his age, inflammation is a big question.
0: Yeah, it does mention big that. Big issue. Yeah. The reason he has all these food restrictions, he even vilifies tomatoes, is because he follows an anti-inflammatory diet. You suck! <laughs> that's inflammatory. Um, And one made up of mostly alkaline foods. Okay, so that's probably the salt thing then? All
1: right. I'm no tomato chucker, but that would be an ironic way to show your disapproval of the man so, at the Super Bowl.
0: So when he goes into Hall of Fame, I think he's got one year left. Night nightshades at him. At some point your <laughs> At some
1: point your body does break down, right? No matter what you do. So you cock your arm to fire it guy next to you. Hey, what is that you're about to fire onto the field? That's an eggplant. Really? Why? You'd have to explain it to him. Then you'd take it down.
0: Yeah, Tom Brady never eats nightshades and then you throw it on the field.
1: What he doesn't <laughs>
0: I think he's got one year left, his body breaks down, then he goes into the Hall of Fame five years after that, so he'll be, be 45, 46. I think a really doughy, fat, round-faced Tom Brady walks out for the Hall of Fame induction yes. sir Just with a carton of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: He yes. walks out with a quarter ranch dressing <laughs> and some potato chips.
0: He's been so disciplined for so long, he's gonna nice. bust. One of those beer hard hat <laughs> helmet things that you see with the guys in the stands
1: have. Exactly, curblowy, full of fruit juice.
0: <laughs> he's sitting in the stands at the Hall of Fame doing the uh, the Chris Christie trick, where you take the big bag M and M's and pour it into the right. little bag M and M's. Hey,
1: who's up for going out for some eggplant? <laughs> <laughs> pretty good it's very brief that's
0: that kind of you know you go to the club and you're all high in ecstasy and
1: you just lose <laughs> <IM's laughs> yourself in the no, flashing lights here's your host for final thoughts joe getty hey let's get a final thought to wrap things up from michelangelo our board operator michael all right cold pizza is the greatest food i yes. had some this morning absolutely deal with that tom brady
3: go rams i agree <laughs> positive sean your final thought Yes,
0: Spike Lee nominated for Best Director for his, uh, his film, The Black Klansman. Uh, this is 30 years after his movie Do the Right Thing got snubbed by the Oscars and lost to Driving Miss Daisy. So now I feel like he's going to get the Martin Scorsese treatment, where he gets kind of a career retrospective. Sure. You earned, you are a great director, even though this is not your best which, film. Which is fine; I don't mind that too much. I hate award shows. Marshall Phillips, <laughs>
3: final thought. Well, I gotta, I gotta say, Tom Brady may have a lot, but you know, I can drink wine
1: and, like Michelangelo, I can eat cold pizza and live. Right, exactly. A tomato now and then. Yes, Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share with us? Yeah, I think last
0: night I had a Snickers bar and a glass of chocolate milk and a piece of pie. (laughs) (laughs) This is all together? What diet is this? (laughs) It's the Wayne
1: Brady diet
2: (laughs) or something. Before
1: I went to bed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So my final thought is I'm I'm checking the Twitter, and now people are saying of the Catholic school kids there and the whole uh, fracas. They caught one of them yelling something really, really stupid at one point. This is like a 15-year-old child. And they say, how can you defend these people? Well, because the allegation against them from everybody was determined to be completely false. You know what? People are in their camps. They have no interest in the truth. They're stupid. They make me crazy. I give up. Giving up is a decent strategy. You've just heard a man give up on humanity.
0: My 93-year-old father also avoids nightshade... Foods due to their potential to angry up the arthritis. So it is an inflammation yeah. thing.
1: Okay. Might have That's it in interesting. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Maybe a little less cynicism and a little more learning from the great man, Tom mm-hmm. Brady. Mm-hmm. So many people, thanks so for a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you want to email us or something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com.
0: What day are we on the shutdown now? Like 31, 32? About well, in month. month number yep. two, Jack. Yeah. Uh, with no end in sight. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
2: This is a historic act.
3: for what we've done.
1: Thank you, and good night.
2: (laughs) The show's over.
1: What? Bye-bye.
2: The world is going to end in 12 years.
1: Armstrong and Getty.